danger of teaching Jesus and Jesus plus anything else. Thank you. 
do these things, and there's that list, remember we talked a couple weeks ago, that word do, those who perform these things, it wasn't stumbling into sin, it wasn't making a mistake, it wasn't having a lapse in judgment, it was building a lifestyle and a purpose to pursue things that we know are disobedient to God. He says, if, you, if that's you, if you find yourself in that place in your life, you better do a serious self-check, self-examination, and ask yourself the question, are you truly a follower of Christ if you don't feel the need to come to repentance for those things that you are pursuing in disobedience? If you can just find, if you find yourself just able to sin against God and, and maybe fall into a familiar sin and it doesn't, it doesn't prick your conscience at all, the Bible tells us that might be an indicator that you've not actually been regenerated as a follower of Christ. That you've not actually been made into a new creation because you're still acting in the same way the old creation did. Now, is that, is that instantaneous? You know, you mess up and then you're like, oh, please, uh, well, sometimes, yes, right? You experience that moment where you make a decision to last in judgment and you're like, wow, that's super stupid. And then you also find yourself maybe in a season where you, you take some while for you to get out of it. But somehow, like, you still find your way back to that is not gospel plus. That's actually how the Spirit of God works in us as believers. Is that we we struggle towards, we work towards, we apply our effort along with grace to walk in the path that God sets for the believer to live a life that's righteous, holy, and sanctified. And it is sometimes a struggle. It's a difficult road sometimes. But the mark of the believer is that within the Holy Spirit. Always reminds them of the gift that they've been given. We find ourselves being brought back into line with what we see as a biblical way to live and a way to honor God in our lives. And so he, he kind of wraps that up here at the end of this, verse 10, uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. He says this verse it says, Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. That's a wonderful verse. Think about this. Most scholars think this is one of the verses that supports that uh, if you have pastors, pastoral staff who are teaching you and they're doing a good job, you should reward them for that. Give them good things. Amen? God's blame. But I would say that Christ Community Church has been good to us uh, over all these years. Uh, we've never had Sometimes that could be uh, 
And when he expresses to me, as he does regularly, it blesses me. When he expresses to me, man, I love doing this together. That is giving me a good thing. So be aware of that in your lives. The people around you might be a husband, a wife, might be, uh, you know, one of your kids might teach you something about the Lord. You might be in a Bible study group or some other relationship where just someone drops some truth on you that, that moves you or helps you or they're just, they're good to you, they're just showing you the love of Christ. Be conscious to express back to them that means something to you and give them And he says this in some heavy words. And he says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. And that comes from the hints of that thing he just said. That he started this whole section about if, he, if one of your brothers or sisters gets caught in transition, transgression, gets caught in transgression, and Jason's talking about this like being caught in a snare. Don't lean over the head, don't shame them, don't condemn them, don't make them feel bad. Help restore them back to the, to the fellowship and to the grace that God has for them in both the, the, the relationship with the church but in the relationship with you. And then he follows that up with when someone is teaching you good things and they're pouring into your life, be good to them. So these are connected to each other. When he says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked whatsoever. A man sows that will he also reap. Means, if you don't show grace to a brother or sister who finds himself caught in a snare, don't expect to be shown grace to anyone because guess what? You will. If you don't give good things, whatever that means to you, to those who bless you in the teaching and the application and the understanding of the word, don't expect to be blessed with good things when you do that. And it's not a, it's not a karma thing. It's not a tip for tax. I like, oh, you didn't do anything to me. I didn't do anything to you. He's saying this is just how it works. Whatever seeds you plant, you can expect to harvest whatever goes away. He goes on to say, for the one who sows to his own flesh will reap from the flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And it's kind of like, um, I don't remember where this passage was, I meant to look it up. There's a passage of Scripture that talks about that those who, those who seek the accolades of, of, of men for their works like to be recognized in public, like to be praised in front of a bunch of good people. They can have that, but when they have that, they've got all the reward they're going to get. That's what he means to sow the flesh. If we plant seeds and act in such a way, and when we talk about planting seeds, we're talking about the actions that we perform in this world, the words that we say, that we put out into our relationships, um, the way in which we treat one another, those are the seeds that we're planting in the, the soil around our lives. That if what we plant in those, that soil is selfishness and ambition and ego and pride, the harvest that we will get back will be along those same lines from other people and kind of from the world in general. And he 
said that those harvests, that fruit, that 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 crop that we gather, he says it's corrupted. It won't last. But instead, we sow seeds that are more along the lines of the fruit of the spirit that we're going to talk about in a few weeks. Those those nine fruits of the spirit that include goodness and kindness, patience, self-control, love. If we sow those seeds, we can expect to receive half the harvest crop that looks like those seeds that we planted. He says those those kinds of rewards, those kinds of crops, those kinds of fruits that we receive back, those fruits last forever. That's a serious implication, right? I think All those seeds from the Spirit of God, we will reap eternal life. So, does that not also imply that when we plant those seeds into other people's lives and into the soil around us, that we are extending the gift of what eternal life means? I said, No, let us not grow weary. No matter the color of their skin, no matter the status of their life, 
who they've chosen to love, no matter what their economic station is in life, no matter what country they're from, no matter what political philosophy they're engaged with, no matter the mistakes they've made in their past life, no matter the mistakes they're making in their current life, be good. Be good to everyone. And it says it should be a no-brainer then that you be good to one another. That should just be like, of course. Of course I'm good to my brothers and sisters. It's not even something we think about. That's just who we are. But because of our frailties, sometimes we have to be intentional about being good and loving to those who are not necessarily our brothers and sisters. Because let's face it, sometimes that's hard. Right? Often, which is to simply inventory your own life, your own heart, 
about it. Ask yourself the question. Ask God through His Holy Spirit to speak to you, to reveal to you in your own life. Am I requiring of myself things in addition to the gospel? Am I creating my own gospel plus? Am I projecting on the others a false gospel that includes gospel plus? And am I? Continual growing 
into the creation that he wants us to be. Embodying those qualities. I think one of the easiest self-tests here is what he says at the end of it. Are you doing good? I'm so glad you've been with us here this morning. I love you. Uh, we'll get set up here.